Jersey is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Cathard here welcoming you to another episode of New Jersey is the World, your weekly podcast celebrating all things Jersey. You know the spiel by now from nostalgia to food to people to businesses to whatever crosses our mind and this week is one of those so psyched about this week's episode i'm going to tell you about that in a minute uh before i do i just want to remind everybody we've got a bunch of t-shirts over at belowthecollar.com slash chris gethard that website is going out of business which is a bummer they've been so good to us um belowthecollar.com slash chris gethard if you want to get t-shirts um Go ahead and grab them now. And there's big discounts. They got a big going out of business sale. And I imagine we'll find a new place to sell t-shirts, but it's not our biggest priority. Uh, we've enjoyed working with Below the Collar because they make it very easy, uh, but we're not scrambling. And, and when we do, my guess is that most, if not all of the current designs are going to be legacy designs from the past. So if you want any of our current t-shirts, that's where you can get them. Thanks in advance. Now, this week's episode, so psyched. We're getting back to basics. It's me and Mike D and Bonaduce messing around. If you signed up at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world, you know that we do a monthly deep dive where we pick one New Jersey town at random, say whatever we can about it. And uh, this past month, we got Secaucus. That was our most recent one. Or Secaucus, if you're from there. And... We talked a lot about it. And one of the things we brought up was our longstanding fascination with Channel 9 and Nine Broadcast Plaza, which if you grew up in North Jersey around when we did, 70s, 80s, 90s, it was a pretty Wild West TV station. You watched a lot of your Saturday morning cartoons there. And then also just a lot of random nonsense. And this week's episode is a tribute to Channel 9. Mike D walked away from that one and went, I kind of only want to talk about Channel 9 and 9 Broadcast Plaza for a whole episode. So because Mike G, Mike, because Mike D is an evil genius, I just almost said Mike Genius instead of Mike D is an evil genius. Because Mike G, and he's not an evil genius. If it was D&D, he'd be like chaotic. What would you say? Chaotic neutral? Can go either way with Mike D my whole life. I say that with love. He knows that. But he went and tracked down a schedule of a day in Channel 9 programming. He found a real schedule. And he said, why don't we just go through it and talk about which things we'd keep, which things we'd lose, and which things we'd adjust for modern times. And man, was it a fun conversation. Really good times. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks so much, everybody. Hi, everybody. Chris Gathered here. Welcome to New Jersey is the world. If you are one of our patrons, you know that last week we did the deep dive. Now, these deep dive episodes are very fun. We pick a random town in New Jersey. We start saying everything we know about it. Sometimes we don't know a thing. Sometimes it's a real scramble and you get to hear us be desperate, figure it out. Sometimes we stumble into things. This is where we found out Rick Cerrone put out a seven inch or about infamously how a, a runaway train once went off the rails and went through the wall of a, ma a macaroni factory in North Jersey. And that's a true, very North Jersey thing that I can never reiterate without laughing. Sometimes though, it lands on a town where we happen to have a lot of opinions. And last week on the Patreon, and thanks to everybody who is signed up at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world, stumbled into Secaucus. 
And one of the things we talked about was our longstanding love of Nine Broadcast Plaza, which was a TV studio in Secaucus that broadcast a lot of our favorite stuff from our childhood. Um, this is kind of a companion. I don't want to say follow-up because that one was behind a paywall and this one is not, but that got Mike D's gears turning. And Mike, I understand you have spent the days since we recorded that sort of uh, getting a little more obsessive in, in looking into what exactly was going on at Nine Broadcast Plaza. When when we Nine Broadcast Plaza has come up on the show a number of times before, but when it came up last week, we were talking about Sea Caucus. I did not want to stop talking about it. It was all <laughs> I wanted to talk about. I mean, I feel like between all of us and probably anyone in New Jersey, you can. There's just so much to talk about with with this TV station because it was clearly one of the. It had to have been one of the strangest mass market TV stations to ever have existed. And of course it was in New Jersey. So I did spend the the last week since then dig, digging into this and I have designed a, a fun game for us to play the nine broadcast Plaza game, which I'm very excited to. I could to not be more thrilled. Uh, again, I just want to say for anybody who grew up in the Philly media market, this is probably lost on you. I'm sure you had your own version of it. Although, Mike, you're making a face that lets me know maybe not. So, I, from from my research, what I could gather is a version of of Channel Nine was broadcast to the Philadelphia area, and it had a lot of the shows in common. It had different sports and different news, and there were some things they weren't able to show because of different rights and markets. But there was a version of this that was broadcast to the Philly area as well. So, did so they, I think. Like, Remember how like uh, the Channel Nine was for the Mets? Like, was that the Phillies down there, or was that? Um, I'm not so, sure. I, I probably could have dug deeper, but I imagine it was something like that. I don't know if it was the Phillies or if it was some other, you know, sports show. Jody and Berg all those and shows Gally brought that up. I remember it, what she was saying. So. It's not shocking because, um, you know, Nine Broadcast Plaza. I think North Jersey people in the New York media market we just associate it with WPIX Channel Nine, but all those shows were famously syndicated. Morton Downey, Richard Bay, a lot of those shows went national in syndication. So it's not shocking to hear that they would have all been pipelined into the same place in in the Philly media market. So maybe people do know. Although it's fair to say, in, in if you grew up in North Jersey, Channel Nine and Channel Eleven were special things. Those were the tail end They're of local. TV feeling regional and local. Yeah. And Channel 9, I would argue, consistently felt weirder than Channel <laughs> 11. Though they were in a neck-and-neck neck battle at times, Channel 9 did often feel weirder. They felt almost like public access. They were so close. Ways. As someone who's had a lot of experience on public access TV, <laughs> they felt really, really close. So, Mike it, D, what have you learned in the days since we last spoke of 9 well, Broadcast Plaza? Hmm. Originally, as as I want to do, I thought, wow, wouldn't it be great to give a a history of, of Channel 9 and 9 Broadcast Plaza? And then I quickly discovered, except for one thing, it's a pretty boring history, but there is one thing that is very interesting. So originally, Channel 9, uh, at that time, it was WOR-TV. That was the call sign. Um, it launches in 1949. Oh, yeah. Did I have that wrong? Was PIX 11? WOR was 9. PIX was 11. In, in current times, there's still WWOR radio. I think that's. Th there's also WWOR TV as well. 
Is it really? What, oh, yeah. It's still Channel Nine. It's a different. It's a whole different kind of thing now. Same call sign. Um, it, Ooh, it's yeah. That? It's been bought and sold uh, twenty five different times since then. But so the the channel launches in nineteen forty nine, and wow. it's constantly being sold, bought and sold, etc. Um, in nineteen eighty seven, it gets acquired by by MCA, which is a huge company. But before this, something very funny happened. So basically, Bill Bradley, uh, you know, the senator from the, the New net, Jersey, the net and senator, the former New Jersey net and senator, he somehow pushes a law through Congress and Senate, which which requires the FCC. So for people who don't know, the FCC is the Federal Communications Commission. They they rule the airwaves. They decide who can broadcast. He pushes a law through Congress which says the FCC will automatically renew the license <laughs> of any VHF station that that basically any VHF station in a state that is not served by another VHF station. And the idea is that wow. every state should have local TV, local news. So he somehow passes this law through Congress, which sounds like a, a, a really, you know, a really great thing. <laughs> Until you find out there's only two states in the entire country that do not have a station like this, New Jersey and Delaware. Get so somehow he passed, I mean, basically complete graft to That's get awesome. this, this passed through. Um, and that's essentially why Channel Nine exists, you know, is because of Bill Bradley passing this sketchy law that only helps us in Delaware. I remember for most of my childhood, and I feel like you guys might have heard this too. For most of my childhood, all I ever heard was my dad saying the sentence, "Bill Bradley, he's going to be president someday." You, I just hope, heard that all hope, over Jersey. He was beloved. Childhood. He was beloved. Love it, and Quite he went beloved. for it. He did go for it, and then fizzled out quick. Uh, but it's also I remember in the in the Patreon episode talking about how uh, Bobby Goldbars Menendez and Cory Booker have both come out against WWR these days because well, the they say it's not fulfilling man. that exact. That's exactly mandate, right. Correct? So Bobby Goldbars and and Cory Booker, what they're trying to do literally right now is they're saying that WWOR needs to have its license <laughs> revoked because it only exists because of this weird old sketchy law that Bill Bradley passed. So now they're trying to use that law to have this revoked because the current state of the station now, I guess maybe five or six years ago, it was sold. Um, at one point, it was owned by Fox and then Fox rolled into Disney. And then it was... Um, I think it was sold to Hearts Mountain for four million dollars. So is Hearts Mountain, like Hearts, owned price. all of Secaucus. You know that, right? Like Hearts. Well, they built the original nine broadcast well, plaza. Hearts Mountain, Hearts, Hearts Meadow, Hearts. That that whole thing is like they are a gigantic machine. I don't know who these people are. I don't know anything about Hearts. They own like Harmon Meadows and all that entire development. That area that nine broadcast plaza or, or Channel Nine is built on is all Hearts Mountain like land. Like that's their thing. They developed that whole area. four million dollars for a major TV broadcasting license. Yeah, like, that's a bargain. That's really so nobody's jumping out. They just can't monetize it. Like what? Like is that what it is? But like I feel like Channel Nine still serves um, people who are like everybody has internet now or whatever. But like if if you have a if you have a TV and you can still get a now everything's digital. 
they're still broadcasting on a digital thing where they're getting local news. So Channel 9 has a local news station. They have to. No? I, I don't think... Th no. So after... Like, does they, Channel 9 have a morning show? I don't I, like, I don't have regular cable, so I wouldn't even know. So now it's owned by Fox, it looks like? Right. It's owned by Fox currently. I'm about to start watching Channel 9 now. Like, what's on it? Is it, like, all... Um, like sitcoms and stuff like that, or I don't think it's local. From what I can tell, it's kind it's of like a conglomerate right? of licensed and streaming things. Right, but it seems like it um, it has a niche market. It was UPN until two thousand six. UPN, now, yeah, that's I, now I it's called My UPN. Network TV. So it oh, looks like weird. in two thousand six, uh, it was launched as a network called My Network TV, operated by Fox and its syndication division, Twentieth Television. Created to compete against the CW. Okay, so that's so yeah, CW is PIX now, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Let's see. The day after the announcement of the CW's formation, Fox removed all network references from the on-air program. Ba -ba -ba. Ba -ba -ba. What else? They discontinued regular programming on its analog signal in 2009. That's a right. bummer. So that's when you could like actually turn an old school TV but to Channel they, 9, right? The whole right. thing was like, um, so one of the main uh, transmitters was at the was on the top of the World Trade Center. So after that, like um, everybody went digital. So you can still receive a, a signal, but like the old analog thing is doesn't exist anymore. That's my understanding of it anyway. So it's a digital signal now. Like if you have signal. an old, yeah, like if you were to take out a television from the 80s and stick a coat hanger on top of it, <laughs> even with the world's longest coat hanger, you will not receive a, a television signal. But on that's that everybody. That's like, every yeah, that's, that's now. every channel. Yeah, you have to have a digital receiver. Correct. Yes. Interesting. So what what's the what's the advantage to taking away this license from WOR? Like, well, I think do the they idea, want to sell that to somebody else for money, or they just want to dissolve it? They, they want to so they, these people. Is that what it is? They operate out of Manhattan now, huh? Right. Yeah. Same same facility as WNYW. So they're just part of Fox oh, at okay. this point. Fox basically has Channel Five and Channel Nine now. Right. In the old school language. And local channel, local channel five Fox is like normal. It's not like cable Fox. There, you know what I mean? like as far as like political influence, it's like you still get your local news. It's not like if you're watching Fox News on cable and it's like this slant, correct? And terribleness, you know what I mean? It's right. yeah, it's it's not trying two, to say two different like things. I feel one way or another, but you know, we'll call a uh, a Fox a Fox, as they say. <laughs> All right. What a fascinating history. What a fascinating history. Mike D, thanks for tracking it all down. And I also understand. So what are you saying, Mike D? We need $4 million or we can buy this motherfucker or what? Well, that was the last price it sold for. But I imagine it's the kind of thing now where if they're able to do this, I bet they would sell it to us for a dollar. I wonder if that involves, what like, you, I wonder if that includes the assets of like the building uh, in Secaucus at Channel 9, which has a fence around it now. I just drove it by today. It does. Um, oh. That building has been empty and is slated for demolition. Oof. 
Gonna so I'd fucking, like to see. Uh, I'd like to take a look at that before it's demolished. What do we gotta do to convince these people to just give us Channel Nine? Just one day a week. Yo, first of all, you're give not us convincing. One day Corey a week. Booker is not gonna do anything for you. Menendez is gonna be in the fucking in the clink. Hoosgow pretty fucking soon. He's gonna be in the. He's gonna be in the clink. Him and all his gold bars are gonna be sinking to the bottom of the fucking what, ocean. How? What do you think needs to happen for Menendez to actually flee to Egypt? <laughs> I had so here's like, at what point does he just get on a plane to Egypt and never come back? I had a really interesting conversation today. I was calibrating my <laughs> instrument in Laurel Hill Park, and there was hubba, an employee. Hubba. There was a, there was a <laughs> there was a there was a county employer that was intrigued by what I was doing, and he's like, starts coming over to me, and he's a very nice Indian fellow. His son's in the Navy, like very accomplished, like owns properties, had multiple jobs as a retirement job. He applied for a county parks position and like got in there and he started to explain to me that like he's the only person that like he works with that has been has gotten their job in like a normal manner. But everybody there or there it's all politics and everybody there is like can't work anywhere else, but their political affiliation or ties to Hudson County was what made them get their jobs in like the county park system. And specifically, Menendez was like mentioned several times in our conversations. Like, and if you, you know, if you go to Menendez and you clean off the dirt on his shoes and you kiss his ring, like you'll get a job in like the county park system if you're a degenerate. It doesn't pay great money, but like, you know, you have, you can get a position. So it was very interesting. It gave me a lot of insight into the, you know, Hudson County politics and directly related to Menendez himself. So. He's still a strong figurehead there, and they still love him because a lot of people own their livelihood to him. It's one of these things that you find out as you get older and older where you're like, some of these power brokers who can hand out the jobs, the jobs are not even great jobs, and you no. don't even make that much money. So here's the catch, though. So if you get one of those positions, here's what it is. Depending on what time you were hired, you can be hired under different contracts. So if you do 10 years, you can become vested and you'll get a county pension, but you also you'll also be vested in the state pension union, which can be very, very good for you in retirement. So you get your Social Security, you get your county pension, and then you're also getting state benefits. Like that's a great fucking thing. the The catch for that is like, okay, you might not make a, a lot of money when you're working, but your retirement will be secured, and you can probably have some sort of like guaranteed income when you're when you're retired you know what he, i mean so that's a, that's, I a, also, that's a trade-off that's a trade-off i heard also that he was giving out jobs if anybody wanted to go and rebuild the pyramids in egypt that's you could it. go and there's it's it's a hard work you know you're pushing two thousand ton stones you know all day but he can, you can you roll logs are you good at pulling things do you have big heels those are the requirements <laughs> Okay, let's focus back up. Mike D, I understand you have come into possession of a document relating uh -oh. to Channel 9, 9 Broadcast Plaza, that is of high interest and that you have an idea for a game tonight for us to play. Well, I would like to convince the powers that be that we should be given control of WWOR Channel 9. And I think to demonstrate our qualifications i have obtained an actual weekday schedule from channel nine from the early 90s which lists every single show that was on the air from 
6 a.m. to 3 a.m., which was when they broadcast at that point. And I thought the three of us, we could go through and to demonstrate our skills, we could reprogram Channel 9 based on the old schedule, but for 2023, just to show that we really know what we're talking about, that I love we this. should and, be given the channel. And to be clear, just for our longtime listeners, there are some topics you will come up with that will presuppose like, oh, the state has mandated we build a museum. And everyone gets that it's a hot, but this is real. You found a, a real actual schedule. This is an actual, yes. I, it this was is a not fucking Mike D declaration of like the voice of reason here. Okay. So he's our head fact checker. This is I, a real schedule. And can you remind me, you may have said it. What year is this from? This was from 1991. So that oh, was like primo we, time for Dexter right Moore. in the court. Like we were all watching that was Channel like Howard Nine. Stern like was on. Everybody was like a you know, height of height of. Well, I went through a bunch of years and looked, and one thing that struck me was by 94, 95, it wasn't as weird as it was in 1990, 91. So I yeah. thought we'd go with prime weird years when we were all like huge, huge watchers of this channel. Yeah, this sounds great. And what day of the week is this from? So <clears throat> this is any weekday, basically. Oh, okay. Regular yeah. schedule. I was going to say weekdays and weekends. Very different. Well, yeah, Very and different. also Friday night because I remember like what was Howard Stern was on Friday or Saturday night, but that was like a thing. Like oh, you stayed yeah. in and you watched Channel Nine when Howard Stern was. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember. My brother used to sneak and watch it. And my mom would go nuts, and then one day she caught my dad watching it ah! with him. <laughs> it was just past a tipping point where she could uh, fight that was the like good fight. Bongo Fiesta days, like that's Dude. like was bonus. Listen, think about it. When we were riding the bus to school in the morning, oh, blasting like, Stern! Stern was on, like we, like that was like North, like and everybody would be quiet and listen to Stern, like that maintained order. How fucking yeah, crazy is that? It's completely. That was, that's I why have we love Howard memories Stern. of listening to Howard. That's Stern That's why we everybody bus. loved Howard Stern. Yeah. Then. Not that. All right, so Mikey D, you're going to walk us through the schedule. We're going to talk about if we like it, if we would keep it, and if we would adjust it or replace it how we would start reprogramming channel nine today. And I hope, that, I hope that the people over at NY WNYW, if you're saying maybe WWR, I mean, we have this license. We want to dust it off. We want to do some innovative things. Give us what we Fridays. are. The, we, what you, we are what you want. Just give us one day a week. We're boots on the ground. Motherfucker. Give us one day a week. I have a lot of experience in live television personally, and we'll be cool. We'll be cool. Make it happen, man. We got Brian Donahue, motherfucker. Dude, Brian I, Donahue is the face of the goddamn network. The best talking head. He'd be the best talking head ever. If you were watching Channel 9 in the early 90s and you just woke up out of bed and you turned on the TV, TV at 6 a.m., <laughs> what, what do you think would be the first thing that would come out of your television? Uh, maybe like the Jetsons. Weather, or weather and traffic, probably. I, I think like some syndicated cartoons, or maybe something like claymation based. I'm thinking Channel Nine was definitely that was a Jetson channel for sure. Both great guesses that I would have guessed, but instead I'm just gonna sing a song for you. It's time for the family feud 6 a.m oh, the family, family feud reruns like yeah. old richard dawson family feud kicking off your day with i'm assuming this was richard dawson that was era before uh, yo was, that's was, the was, 
I love it, man. You have some what a fun. You wake your brain up. Like if we're oh. trying to reprogram it, they were already nailing it. We might go through this whole schedule, and I might have no notes on the Change choices nothing. they made. Can we do a New Jersey family feud? Like, that would be the best thing ever. Dude, North Jersey versus South Jersey every morning on, on the family feud. Who's gonna be? Who's gonna be the host though? Who's gonna be the new? Well, the what's his face that does it now is fantastic. By the way, Steve Harvey. Oh my God, he is just absolutely fantastic. Who would be a good? Jersey Red Man, you get Red Man hosting oh. a Jersey themed <laughs> Family Feud at six a.m. Is there a better way to wake up? I oh. that's that's an inspired modification to the schedule. Reggie Noble, North versus South Jersey, six a.m. Family Feud, brought to you by Reggie. Red we Man asked a hundred people who went and ordered a breakfast sandwich in the morning. What did they ask? Once for? upon a time up in Jersey, yo. I did anyone ever had to a scrapple egg and cheese sandwich? Uh, no, here's what do. Listen to this. Oh. You, guys, you guys want to hear inspired. Redman hosts New Jersey Family Feud every morning, 6 a.m. It's always a North Jersey family versus South Jersey family, whether it's real families or, or friends. Yeah, or friends. friends. And every single morning, whichever team wins determines if the entire state that day calls it Taylor Ham or Pork Good Roll. Call. We determine it by Red Man Family Feud every morning, and that's the way we do it. And every diner gets the memo, every deli. The every signs on shop. the parkway yep. say that it, when you're commuting to work, they say Taylor Ham or Pork Roll. Which is funny because is. this week, currently on Monday, I was reprimanded at Bagel Buffet in Secaucus for saying Pork Roll, Egg, and Cheese and then had to correct myself. Yeah. I and think was, that's that was fair. an actual thing that actually happened. Listen, I think I think we just let this fierce debate be settled every single morning by and North or rights. South Jersey's ability to correctly predict the whims and desires of 100 randomly surveyed people. <laughs> There's not a more fair way to settle this fight. Oh my god. <laughs> Is anybody still listening to us? What follows up on these? Oh, dude, people are loving this. So they aired Family Feud reruns at 6 a.m. What came after that? So <clears throat> this is going to be a weird one for me because I was obsessed with this show, but I literally think I might be the only person who was obsessed with it. Swan's Crossing. Oh, I love Does that anyone show. else remember this? Six, and this is at 6.30 a.m.? 6.30 a.m. What was Swan's Crossing? What was the it normal was, time slot for that, though? It, it, it later like on they showed it. Like show. it. It was. It was a sort of proto nine oh two. It makes sense though. Like that sounds like a weird time slot, but that was a thing back in the day. Was stuff geared at kids who were getting ready for school? Yeah, you were sitting there waiting yes. for the bus, and then you ran out and you missed the fucking bus because you're watching the end of fucking Swans Cross. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like. Mom, I don't know what happened. I missed the bus. Like, God damn it. I got to fucking drive you to school now. God damn it. Your mom's like, were you touching yourself watching Serena Altschul yeah, exactly. on MTV damn again? right you were. You know you were. Okay. Swan's <laughs> Crossing. So this was like a teen soap opera? It was about, it, it was, and it was about a town. I think the town was called Swan's Crossing. And there was, of course, a bunch of rich teenagers. There was a, a sort of poor, nerdy teenager who lived on a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I hope it was the USS Link. Oh, it had to be. <laughs> it was a great show. I was a big fan of this show. Yeah, whatever. Happened. You got to be able to fight. You probably find it on YouTube now. Oh, it sure. starred Sarah Michelle Geller, huh? Yeah, that was a good like. 
It was like early beginnings for a lot of people. Starring a young Sydney Mickey Rutledge, Rutledge played by Sarah Michelle Geller, was the daughter of the town's mayor, Margaret Muffy Rutledge. <laughs> Dude, I would still I again I'll watch no it notes. No notes. Let's watch it. Let's I, keep it I would same. like to keep this because I think it would be prime time for a Swans Crossing revival. Let's so make I'm it happen. People would watch this. it, right? Six thirty AM Swans Crossing. Love it. Now the ne the next show also continuing in the morning weekday kids block i'm not a fan of i know people love it inspector gadget don't understand da, 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 it da, da, never da, entertained the cartoon the cartoon yeah. you didn't like the cartoon inspector gadget i did not go, gadget go. it was like go yeah go gadget go great song yeah go gadget go gadget watch yeah wow see um, that's fucking like mind-blowing that you didn't like Inspector Gadget. I was a fan. I was a fan. Me too. Keep or swap for another cartoon we can probably acquire cheaply. <laughs> these days. Maybe if they put one of their like Sunday Hanna Barbera fucking cartoons on. Which was what if we swap it for Pete and Pete? Oh, that would be brilliant. Man. If that if people would like if they started watching that again, shit would go down. If people realized how fucked up and dangerous Pete and Pete was, they'd all be obsessed with it. I mean, people are obsessed with it, be, right. to be fair. That show was such a good outlet. I think that's a great idea. Mm. I think that's a great idea. I like Maybe Inspector Gadget might not be like relevant anymore, especially with technology, because as far ahead of his time as Inspector Gadget was, he's, he's, he's trying to outwit people, and he's got a walkie-talkie, and everyone else is like, what? <laughs> But that was cutting edge at that time. It was. Well, you know what followed Inspector Gadget at, at 7.30 a.m. was Camp Candy. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Great show. Holy shit. Great show. Exactly for people of my age group. This was a... Yeah, uh, to explain it to everybody, I don't need to look up a thing about it. This was an animated show that presupposed <laughs> that beloved everyman actor John Candy ran a summer camp yes. called Camp Candy. Oh my! God. And uh, yeah, dude, I watched a lot of Camp Candy in my day. A lot of Camp Candy in my day. You think he made money off that? I hope he did. But he didn't die too long after that, right? What did he die in nineteen ninety five? Like after Wagon yeah. West or some shit. Wagons West. Yeah, man. Uh, Camp Candy was great. I'm still thinking about Inspector Gadget, though. Like, I'm wondering if they're, like, is there an updated version where maybe Inspector Gadget is played by Cory Booker and Dr. Claw is played oh. by Bobby Goldbars Menendez? I think Dr. Claw should be fucking Cory Booker. Sorry. Hmm. Well, okay, maybe Bobby Goldbars is Dr. Claw. Cory Booker is Dr. Claw's cat. On in that slot. He's, he's that the shit. cat that he pets. And maybe Inspector Gadget is um, reporter Nancy Solomon, who does a lot of great podcasts about New Jersey crime. Maybe that's the oh, update. Yeah, they're kind of like, Gadget you know, needs. independent, sort of neutral. Well, in the same way that she had that great podcast about that, uh, you know, about those politically connected, that politically connected couple that was murdered. She's already kind of the Inspector Gadget of New Jersey in some ways. Maybe okay. we extend that further. That. Sure. Okay. Or, or you could put the Smurfs in there. The can't, can't. I'm trying to think who is a, a sort of modern day equivalent to John Candy. No one. Yeah. Andy, I mean, so. Can't Devito. 
Danny DeVito, Camp DeVito. Camp oh, DeVito. that would be fantastic. I like that. Camp Kev, Kevin Smith. Oh, that oh. would, you know what? Yeah. A Kevin Smith summer camp animated morning show. Camp Kev. Camp, camp Kev. Kev. That's the Jersey version Kev, right all there. All your New Jersey dreams come through. Come Look through. at that, man. And he and is very cartoonish. Getting high at the summer camp. Set in the Atlantic Highlands on the beach. Yeah. Oh, set in specifically at uh in Lindhurst at uh medieval times. Oh. And of course one episode they take a field trip to Red Bank and chaos ensues because the rough around the edges campers can't fit in with their turned up nose people in Red Bank. Yeah, it turned Indeed. Up upper middle Indeed. class snobbery. Indeed. I'm surprised there's been no morning news yet, Mike D. Um, so they, th the first news, um, at one point much earlier, they had a morning news program. They did away with it and we're actually not going to get news until noon today with nine broadcast plaza. Okay. Really? So, so Lloyd Lindsay block. Young was before that error then. So pre nineties. Well, yes, but then they also had a 10 o'clock news show, which did have Lloyd Lindsay Young as well. I'm surprised every network, 10 p.m. Every network in the major metropolitan area had a, like when I wake up in the morning at 4.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning, I put on like the local news. And that's the, that's the extent of like, it's almost apolitical as far as on the national scene, but it's all about like so-and-so got shot over here or like there's a car turned yeah. over on the turnpike. I would have thought like Channel 9 would have been at like the forefront of that back in the day. Yeah, nah, man, Roz Abrams over on Channel 7, right? I know. I love, I mean, I love, we love all those people. That's the problem. You know? So, Mike T, what's, uh, what's after Camp Kev? I know. After Camp Kev, everybody buckle up your, buckle <laughs> up your seatbelts because it's time for our good friend Mario Cantone to come <gasps> rolling Pike through Valley. on oh, Steampike Alley. Yeah, you change nothing. You give that man anything yeah, no, you can absolutely. to get him to come back. He wouldn't back. even do it now. No, he's of like course too not. Famous. He's I've like read. Too I mean, high. he's given interviews about it where he's like, "It was a weird thing. It was a gig. People, but it was like so avant-garde at the time. But it like, was, it still dude, appealed to everybody. Just the idea that it'd be like, here's him doing like a 17-minute-long Liza Minnelli impression on kids' yeah, TV. Alone and now we're gonna like, make kids jump into a big barrel full of chocolate milk for a yeah. dinky yeah. prize, so you can go home with some like Jimmy Dean sausage links. Like, what is this? I don't, know if I don't know if I'm letting my uh my uh you know young child uh at the Steam Pipe Valley like show. Oh <laughs> uh, dude, Cal unleash Cal Gethard at oh Steam Pipe Valley. Yeah. Dude, You'd just be like that motherfucker. Here's me? here's Mario Cantone like singing Bette Midler songs and then a kid drives a go-kart <laughs> through a big and giant stack of cans of full cat food that fall on the kid's head. Kid that drives shows a go-kart right through his legs and breaks uh, it And all the all the skits on that show what was amazing is they were clearly written by pretty hip funny people I'm imagining from New York City except all the people in the skits are kids that they basically pull out of the audience who have no idea what they're saying and which yeah. makes it even more it's funny it's when like you watch all it kids from Nutley and Clifton in the early like, 90s hey we got a chance to get you out on the show today they're like oh where are we going mom and dad I don't know oh, yeah go here before school today don't worry and, about it. and then let's not forget also and then cut to like one of the Looney Tunes cartoons <laughs> that's been banned for 25 years on every other network except Channel 9 just didn't watch it first so they air like one of the old semi-racist, if not outright racist, Looney Tunes. We were like, what? 
is going on? Like, here's okay. Here's Mario Cantone uh, singing the songs of Bette Midler. Here's a kid jumping off of an indoor high dive into a vat of Jello, and now here's an old Looney Tunes cartoon that doubles as anti-Japanese World War II propaganda. That's Steampipe Alley in a nutshell. That show was so nuts, and even when I was 11, I was like, "This show's nuts, man! It's crackers." I bring that hear, show. Just how- show the old episodes. We don't even need to. Yeah, make I think new you, ones. Could, you could just rebroadcast. Oh my like, goodness, man! I think uh, you should have the kids. Option. You would have adults just watching it. We we should bring this back, but now with like all the technology if you have i think we have an option where you press a button on your remote and it's actually mario cantone giving you his commentary about it from oh, now it'd be like pop up to be like, like oh, videos for steam pipe valley yeah dude and that show was that show that was pre-taped that wasn't live right i don't know i, I think that i think it was pre it couldn't it have been live be. there's no Yo, possible way. it seemed like it was live but it was probably this, pre-taped I don't know Mario Cantone. I've never met him through the comedy oh, world. Really? I have yeah, a lot of respect for him, him, but and I'm not presuming, and maybe this was not the case. You gotta reach out. Don't Use you feel like him and the crew members were just blasting rails of coke off in a side room and then coming out and interacting with those kids? Maybe. Kind of when you watch it, that makes a lot of sense. I wonder how much Steam Pipe Alley is out there on YouTube. Oh, there's probably there's tons of clips it. of it on YouTube. That show is so I would wild, love to man. know how because that was like a breakout thing for American Tell. You know what I mean? Like how did that even like come to fruition? I would love But see, Chris, I've read about it. And what now. I've read you is you have to do an interview with him specifically about nothing else no, in his career well, except for that. Gotta try to track him down. Here's the thing is I've read interviews with him where he said it was really weird because it made him New York famous in a big way, but he yeah. was still kind of like a comedian slugging it out. Yeah, in every other context of his life at then, like it was a solid, reliable gig, but I don't think that it was making him like national TV money. I think it was local TV money. You're, you know, you did the comedian thing, like you, you busted your ass, you hustled, but like if you could have a gig where you're like, oh my god, I have like guaranteed income, like every week, like fucking a man, you know what I mean? That's huge day. To this day, and he's just like he's just so fucking funny. I don't care if you're a kid or if so you're an adult. Funny. It was funny, like on two levels, you know. There, I, there really are so many clips. There, yeah, everything is on, there. on YouTube. Also, the name you could only have a children's show. <laughs> Where did that come Steam from? Pipe Alley in Where'd New Jersey. Who would send their kid to Steam Pipe Alley? We call Dude. this sanitary line <laughs> sewer. <laughs> Welcome to Slimeville, you Welcome little fucks. To hole. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Six Inch Maine. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Ship Pipe Alley. Dude, oh, <laughs> dude, I found one right here. Dude, I found one from 1988. Mario Cantone's in a green sweater. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it for you guys. Do I'm it. gonna share my screen. Let's get. Wait till you Come see on. what their kids are playing for, because this is the type of thing that. You win a cup of ramen noodles. No, so much better, dude. If you told a kid in 1988 that they could win this, oh, I'm gonna man. play. Should I play it with sound? No, it's yes, not on the main absolutely. feed. Absolutely. Who cares? Do should it. I do it. Okay, let's do it. I'll go fight uh, those motherfuckers. That'll get us. Uh, watch this. Whoever's answering, and you get a chance to answer the question. At the end of a minute, whoever has the largest, hugest, most humongous score wins. Is that clear? Okay. <laughs> this 
You can win the photon <gasps> game. Oh, photon. I only had the gun. To reach a target or opponent's equipment up to 100 feet away. That was hot shit. Just to pause. We'll watch a little more because this is one of the famous obstacles. Yo, if photon. you didn't grow up in the 80s, Nick, explain photon. Yo, so I never played Photon. Photon was for rich kids. This. So this is at a pinnacle time and also my relationship with Mike D when he moved into our neighborhood in fifth, sixth grade, right? So <laughs> like we used to have, like we, we played guns growing up and guns was one thing and it was like, you know, you'd have to fight with people about if you shot them or not. And then Photon and laser tag came around, okay? So the thing about Photon was that you could just have the Photon gun and you could shoot at your friends and you could get shot or whatever. But like this is the complete photon set with the helmet and the, the backpack, or whatever. Dude, because laser tag was cool, but it was a little so cheaper. Mike D was like a laser tag family, from what I remember. So when they moved into the neighborhood, um, it was like a big transition. But like we figured out that you could actually use them together because it was like the same sensors or whatever. But like if you had the photon full motherfucker and outfit with a helmet and a you, were a thing fucking, and like you were a fucking apex well, predator. yeah that's it no i i think it actually opened you up to getting killed easier because you had so many more points to like hit right so if you had just the photon gun ah. you had to like hit the sensor on the photon gun which you'd be surprised which is you know sometimes easier sometimes harder but like that was a big rift and there was even a photon place where you could go compete and i believe it was right. out by the willowbrook mall I always heard about it that there was a weird photon like arena. All I ever wanted, to all I, I wanted a I dreamed of at it. the photon. Fight. I dreamed of it as a child. Right. I heard stories that it was like a massive coliseum, and right. in my mind, uh, it was like a fucking movie set. It was probably tiny and underwhelming, but all like the rumors, 20 by 20 with a bunch all of the rumors, was that there was like a Roman coliseum of photon yes. that you could get to. But it, our, my parents didn't have the money for that shit. Now, but we all know we can say this. Looking at this, so Mario Cantone's in a green sweater. There's a, a girl who seems so like weird. a mousy little girl and uh, competing with a guy who's like a chubby, nerdy kid. I don't care how sweet those kids are. Put yourselves in the perspective. Mike and Nick, explain for a kid in 1988 to be told, you're about to win a photon like the full Did set you hear with the helmet. crowd? Did you hear the crowd like screaming? Dude, like, holy shit, fucking photon, motherfucker. That chubby boy is thinking about how do I trip that girl and He's cheat like, to win? If I had a photon full outfit, oh, everything about my life would be so would much better. Pick up every I'd wear it to girl. school every day. Yeah, I'd wear that helmet like a motherfucker. These kids are both like, I'm going to fucking cheat and do whatever it takes <laughs> in this obstacle course. <laughs> Leading to another soccer walker prize. Okay, are you ready, gang? Okay, here's the first question True or false? Mustard originally comes from a seed. True. I love that it's just a bicorn. She's going to clean up. I love that it's just a squeezable bicorn. The stern, and the porthole are parts of A, truck, B, airplane, C, a ship. Ship, you dumb fucks. She Come got on, another what? one. She has to flip her this own super shit, man. During the Revolutionary War. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. yes. <sighs> audio question. He's he raised his hand. It's an audio of- question. This singer was once part of the musical team Wham. George Michael. George Michael. Yes, very good. God right. damn, there you go. This kid's cool. I would have won that photon. Yeah, I love that song. Okay. <laughs> it ain't over yet, Mikey. If, if, if the centennial celebrates 100 years, what does a bicentennial celebrate? 
200 years. 200? Yes! Yeah, she's job. smart. Okay. This... How many quarts make up a gallon? Four. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, time this is smarty up. pants. Okay. You win, Mark. I'm sorry. You're the loser. <laughs> you lose. Oh, he got a sweatshirt. He got a Bugs Bunny sweatshirt. That's a pretty, I'd he wear took that a sweatshirt. dirty Bugs Bunny sweatshirt off the floor. Literally <laughs> took it off the floor. He's tying it around his neck. Look at this. He's tying it around his neck. Okay. Come on. You stay back here with this dirty shirt, loser. I'm fucking hot shit. Yo, dude, the quality of the double of the uh, steam pipe alley obstacle course. It's literally a cold camping cut. It's just like a rip camping cut. Then you have to get up, come over here, get this broom knot. Brush everything right off the floor, up against the bed, knock it all against the bed. All then you have to make your lunch, which is Chicken croquet a la king. Dude, look at this. With a croquet stick. That's a croquet stick. rubber chickens with a croquet mallet. Take this. Throw it over there. Throw the ball and feed the dog. Feed the dog. What's it doing outside? Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Oh, Lord. Dude, every morning we watch this shit. He had to dig deep, man. And you win. And if you do it in 60 seconds, this is what you win. Tell her, dog. What was the audition? Oh, that's a cool looking. And electronic guitar with 12 rhythms and 12 tones with a Yes. Do you get that on top of your photon? Are you the coolest kid in 1988? I know. I could give up on the fucking guitar. Well, you'd break it in the street or smash it over the night at the neighborhood ninja's head. Probably. She's fucking ready, this chick. She's got it together. Where's she from? Lindhurst? Look at her. Dude, what's her vibe? Belleville? Nah. She got an arm on her. And she's, she's from lefty. Yeah, there she's lefty. She's from Bergen County. This girl's from Bergen from County. Look at her. She's sweeping it up. Sweep it up. Sweep it up. Sweep it up. She's got 41 seconds left. Oh she's got this nailed. She's so sad. Let's get to the chicken thing. And she's got Chuck Taylors on. Yes. Smash those fucking chickens. Put the crown yeah, on. Yeah, put head. the crown on. Come on, the other one. Okay. Yeah, 26 seconds. Come on. Open that garbage can. Who's in Open there? the garbage can. Empty it. Empty it. Come on. Come on. Get that bullshit out, Mary. I can't touch with the peer pressure on. Oh, my God. There's so many. There's one more can left. Run, 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 run. Go get the dog. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Nine seconds. Two seconds. Two, two, one. Loser. No, she got it. She didn't get that guitar. Oh, that's so fucked up. That's so fucked up. Dude. What did she win? Nothing? She still won the photon, I think. Eh, she probably got a t-shirt. She probably got that bad. That show was perfect. Bring it back. There's nothing what like that for Cal. What kid would watch that? That was better than Double Dare, and it was something Dude. that anybody could watch. Cal, everything's on streaming services. Kids TV does not I exist know. like it used I to, man. Kids. I went through. I was at the dawn of like streaming crapola crips kid stuff. You know, I want I want my kid to live in a world again where on Saturday mornings he wakes up and flips through his own channels, and I sleep the fuck in. I wish I grew up in a time period when fucking. Do you remember Sprout? Is Sprout still around? No, what's Sprout, Sprout was also a blessing and a curse. They used to have this thing on Sprout at night. Like, my, my daughter would wake up and she was like colicky, and like, I would like, you know, whatever, be up, and they would have Sprout on. It would just be like this thing where you turn on Sprout TV and it would be like stars and like beautiful. I, I would fall asleep in like two seconds. 
And if you have a colicky baby and like, you know, you're laying there on the couch with a baby at fucking two o'clock in the morning, like, please let this child go to bed. So I can And then it was just Mario Cantone. And then it's like Mario Cantone, like your kid shot out of a fucking cannon. Like, that's it. But yeah, this it's is a much best. better era. Of now, TV. listen, I think we're at like 9 a.m. and we're 45 <laughs> minutes into the episode. So we better focus. All right, let's up. show a little hustle. Mike boys. D, what else? I mean, Steam Pipe Alley deserves a lot of love. I, I am anticipating that a lot of the rest of the schedule we can probably just move through a little more quickly. Well, okay. at 9 a.m., getting into staying home, sick from school territory easing into that with a little Tom and Jerry. Oh, perfect. Fantastic. Who doesn't love that? Cartoon animals being legitimately violent? Yes. But it's Tom's Jerry. My it's like favorite. A, it's like part of being an American is you watch to fucking Tom and Jerry. I love it. Good. I love evil. it. But no then, notes. Now things are taking a turn for the worse. After uh, Tom and Jerry, you're going to regret staying homesick <laughs> from school because at 9.30, Perfect Strangers is coming on. That was a great show. Come on, man. Oh, You didn't like Perfect Ooh. Strangers? No. No. I, it's Cousin Balky. Come on. I just never found Cousin Balky entertaining. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't him. It was his fucking cousin that was the American who was the fucking dud. And that guy had a fucking <laughs> shitty comedic career, too. Remember when they owned, like, a pawn shop or some shit? <laughs> and he always wore, like, the fucking, like, Balkan, like, vest. And he's like, hey, I'm the ignorant Eastern European from the Balkans. I'm your cousin. I'm going to humiliate you. No, am I wrong? That's what it was. I, the joke. I'm going to suggest we just switch Perfect Strangers out. And okay. if we want to make WWR come back with a much more Jersey-focused, satisfy Bobby Goldbars and Cory Booker, instead, 22 random minutes of Mallrats every morning. No, that would not go over well. 22 minutes of Mallrats every morning? Do you understand? Mike D and I would be it's addicted to that. It's a schooner. I, I'd be addicted because every day I would be watching to see if they were 22 <laughs> minutes that featured Shannon Dougherty. Right. Well, that would be uh, optimal for Mike D. The amount of times you know, Mike D watched Mall Rats you know, in my basement, I, I can't even count. Can't even count. I think we wore out the VCR watching Mall Rats. <laughs> All right. What's next after Perfect Strangers on this beautiful morning? We're heading into some classic Ooh. Channel 9 with some Ricky Lake. Oh, that was a fantastic. <laughs> Don't that was change like, a thing. Yeah, that was cutting edge back then. Like, And Ricky Lake was like pre-Jerry Springer from what I remember. She was Am also in it. Wasn't she in um, a John Waters hairspray? She was in hairspray. Yeah. yeah, which got you some some credibility, some cool points right there. But she was always like charismatic and like. She's also known for her talk show, Ricky Lake. Yeah, Rick Lake was that great. dude. That show was on until 2004. Damn, she was 24 years old when it started. It's to call her Thicky Lake. <laughs> that you could definitely edit out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, what's up next after Ricky Lake, Mike D? Because we're not changing a thing about Ricky Lake. Classic WWOR right there. This might be the Hallmark program, though. Richard Bay. Oh, the Richard oh, Bay show. The, the fucking, the Jesus walking on water motherfucker of Channel 9. He, that show truly, I'll never forget watching that show. And I was a child with no adult supervision watching an episode of Richard Bay where a, a group of extremely malnourished, skinny men 
boxed a group of uh, morbidly obese women. And it absolutely made changed my opinion of everything that television so, and entertainment could and should be. I don't know if you forever. remember this about Richard Bay is that before, like that was kind of like his side gig when he got into that crazy shit. But like Richard Bay was like one of the regular like news guys for Channel Nine. And then he started going into this like side thing of doing the Richard Bay show, which was like always fantastic. So that's all. I'll just leave it at that. But he he was one of the main, right? He was a he was one of the people at the desk originally right. on Nine Broadcast Plaza and the right. the new so he had, show like, legitimacy before that. before that. And then and then he was you know his show became a, a spinoff of that. Yeah. He's a really legit legit guy, and his show was originally called Nine Broadcast Plaza. It was a great show. It was a good show. And then it became the Richard Bay show. And then it was the Richard Bay, yes. Dude, he's played Hamlet on stage. He's like a real dude. Oh, my goodness. What's he doing now? What's Richard Bay doing now? He'd come back on. Uh, he was on the radio for a long time, and then... He's probably retired in Florida. He's been on Sirius Radio. He was on 92.3. Get What's he up to recently? Was he at like 2 o'clock in the morning? Like he was on some internet TV night. station. He's never been married. Good for him. <laughs> he lives in Midtown Manhattan, New York City. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> he really. He was getting it, all that Secaucus. Uh, I forget if he there. was before Martin Morton Downey or. Morton uh, Downey was like, I think, a precursor to the uh, Richard Bay show. I forget or, which or, one was first. They were really in the same. Morton like, Downey was like. that was. Like, They're both on this schedule the same day. Oh, my goodness. Like, Channel what, 9 had Richard like Bay and Morton, Downey. and Morton Downey Jr. Wow. Yes. Bay claimed his TV show was canceled in December 1996, not due to ratings, but as a direct result of doing a program with Jennifer Flowers discussing oh, her yes, sexual relationship yes. with Bill Clinton. I remember. Oh, However, the New York Daily News um, reported that the show was canceled outright. Bay had been losing significant ground in the ratings. His show had already been dropped by 19 of the stations airing it. Wow. My, Jesus. So they were losing money. Maybe we call up Richard Bay and see if he wants to, you know, get back in the saddle and host the new Richard Bay show. I think, the, I think, oh, I th the world has caught up with him now. He was, he was decades ahead of his time. I mean, he was basically doing what people do all day on TikTok now, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Yeah. I mean, he, it's really wild, really wild. He used to mock Jerry Springer on his show all the time. Let's see. His uh, his show featured competitive events such as the Miss Big Butt Contest, the Mr. Puniverse Contest, Country Drag Queens versus City Drag Queens, Dysfunctional Family Feud, Blacks Who Think OJ is Guilty versus Whites Who Think He is Innocent. What the fuck were they airing in our childhood? This was at what, 10 a.m., Mike D? This was 11 a.m., right? Following Ricky Lake. 11 a.m.? He used to do a spoof of the dating game in which the guest interviewed three hidden bachelors, all of whom were dwarves. Like, what was this? What was it? Oh, my goodness. Okay. I mean, perfect television. Bring it back as is, and let's just see what happens. Absolutely awful, inappropriate, but I would absorb it as a child like a sponge. Okay, Mike D., what was after Richard Bay? 
Uh, then we're heading into lunchtime. It's noon. We've got nine broadcast plaza coming up so you can get your first news of the day because people who watch Channel 9 don't care about anything happening in the world till at least noon. You can make it till noon without dealing with reality on Channel 9. <laughs> I love it. You've already had a barrage of insane shit by the time you get to your first news program. I mean, in our schedule, we, we're starting with 6 a.m. north-south Jersey Family Feud, hosted by Reggie Redman Noble. Then we're rolling into some teen drama with Swans Crossing. And then we've got the new Inspector Gadget, hosted by Nancy Solomon. Then we've got Camp Kev, the, <laughs> the Kevin Smith Summer Camp Counselor cartoon, cartoon followed by Classic Steam Pipe Alley with the option of Mario Cantor. Think of that. How close tone? Does that mean you're filling in, Chris, for Mario uh, Cantor? To toast Steam Pipe Alley would be a dream come true. That would be so great. I do want you guys to think, though. Think about how close together the schedule Steampipe Alley and the Richard Bay show were. Think about that. Like you could be a kid turning it on for Looney Tunes and like relay races to win a photon set. And let's say maybe you were homesick with a cold and you fell asleep and you wake up and there's like dwarves boxing as Richard Bay eggs them on. Like you're like, Jesus, like normally. Normally, you would go to like at eleven thirty. You would go to like Channel Two to watch, you know, Price is Right. We and still do like, news at. What's this? Oh my God! It's, it was what's crazy, Channel Nine. So it's still the news at noon, but we give it to Brian Donahue, the the man you can trust, the yeah, only absolutely. man in New Jersey you can trust. What happens after the news, Mike D? Then we roll into a little more talk show madness with Jenny Jones. Oh, I could take it or leave it. What time I is that? Like 12, 1 o'clock? I think we could do better than. I, yeah, I think. Get rid of her. Just why give Nick Fierro a show. Oh, my God. That'd be fantastic. I mean, just give Nick Fierro an hour to do whatever he wants. Maybe him and Jeremy Schneider go around and eat weird food oh, in Jersey City or something. Burn their assholes out eating hot food. Or maybe that's where Kerry Sullivan gets involved. Maybe it alternates. Maybe some days it's Nick Fierro and Jerry <laughs> Schneider just burning their assholes out with weird food challenges. Then <laughs> other days it's Kerry Sullivan sets up a sticker machine in a random New Jersey town oh, and we have to follow great. her adventures. <laughs> Jenny Jones, like if, we, if we're keeping Richard Bay, I think we can lose some of the other 90s talk. I'd rather keep Ricky Lake than yeah, Jenny Richard Oh, Lake yeah, no question. Let's replace that with alternating Nick Fierro, Jeremy Schneider, yeah. food challenges uh, two days a week and then the other three days a week is Kerry Sullivan visited, visits another New Jersey town with a sticker machine That's and we learn about New Jersey via her sticker adventures. That's actually a great premise for a show. You oh, show yeah. up in a random New Jersey town with the sticker machine and see what happens. Imagine, I bet a lot of interesting things. Would I would watch it. I would, I would totally it. watch it. Okay, so after Jenny Jones comes next. For some reason, Magnum P.I. Oh, oh leave so it. so fucking good. Leave it. Oh, come on. Do you carry Sullivan's sticker machine as the lead-in for Magnum P.I.? That's okay. perfect television programming. If I wasn't like, if I wasn't stuck in the life of becoming Zorba the Greek, I would want to be Magnum P.I. <laughs> because that's how I was conditioned as a young child. Like, I want a friend who flies a helicopter. I want to drive a fucking Ferrari and wear a Hawaiian shirt, bang hot chicks, and solve fucking murders, okay? I feel like how old is Magnum PI? Like that's got to be. He's fucking. He still good. Looks good. I'm just saying that's got to be not too far away from just being public domain at a certain point, right? I don't know, man. That was a great show. I imagine you could license Magnum PI for like 
pennies on the dollar. <laughs> Fifty dollars a year so? on the Magnum. I, I can't imagine. We're not breaking. You know what's funny? Up. Here's the interesting thing about Magnum PI. <laughs> on there, uh, you go to Pluto, and I say it all the time. There's like tons of shows that like you're like, oh my, there's an entire channel dedicated to like fucking cops or whatever, right? Why isn't there a complete channel dedicated to fucking Magnum PI? There's enough episodes to like probably air for years. Uh, now that we've said this, there probably will be no, in two hours. Yeah, like Yet another one of our ideas. Our shit, man. Yeah. Yet another one of our ideas. All right, Mike D, what's after Magnum PI? New Jersey 12. Hawaii 5 at 3 p.m. So ready home from that school. Was, see, yeah. for me, Hawaii 5 is like, it was just kind of done with. Listen, that was our maybe your grandparents were watching. If we're Hawaii keeping Magnum PI, we don't need Hawaii 5 We want to stay on a tropical slash nautical theme. I think one thing we could do is do something that's focused on the Jersey Shore in that era. Jersey Shore 50. Oh, how about That's uh, what I I I was that's what I was Lavalette 50. How about Lavalette 50? How, how about Seaside? Seaside 50. <laughs> Seaside 50. is is very like, you know, refined and kind of like No, made. Cape May 50. Cape May 50. Oh, Wildwood 50. Wildwood 50. Wildwood 50. Point Pleasant 50. What really runs off, rolls off the tongue here? Oh no, guys, how are you missing this? Combine so many elements of all. Belmar five zero, do Belmar five zero. Belmar is nice. It's Belmar five like zero. Enough for man. it can get there if it really tries hard enough. Seaside's where it's at. Man. Either man, way, Loking five zero. We re that's that's like money. <laughs> we we <laughs> reshoot we reshoot Hawaii five zero to be focused on a specific Jersey Call Shore. It brick Brick Tucky five point zero. Okay, Mike D. What's after? What's after Jersey Shore five zero? Hunter. Oh, that was a great show. I love Hunter. Is Hunter. Yo, you Fred Dreyer. Hunter? I'm just praying. I just realized we might get Airwolf in the mix at some point. So, and I'm hoping we get so Airwolf. Hunter was like the thing that like that guy had a Beretta. So that's when I originally <laughs> fell in love with like the Beretta handgun. I was like, oh, my God. And like when he was, day, a, he was a, a former New York Giant, right? Fred Dreyer was a former was, yeah, NFL was, player. That was a great on the, show on the Giants. I think I mean, we could replace as a Hunter child, with I a better show. show. We got to replace yeah, Hunter. We, what about if really? we replace it with Matt a remake Rock? of a remake of Sanford and Son, except the junkyard is owned by two people from New Jersey, two New Jersey celebrities? I like that. The junkyard is owned by Zach Braff and Connie Jung. <laughs> Connie, I'm having a heart attack, Connie. Connie Chung, did you ever think you would have a rest area named after you? What if it's, yeah. What if it's Zach Braff and Connie Chung in a modern remake of Sanford and Son? <laughs> Nothing inappropriate about that, right? It has to be father, son. Okay, what's father, after son. Hunter Mike D? Just because we're crossing the hour barrier, so I'm, I'm sorry, trying to put the pedal to the floor. Star Search, which can easily oh, be retooled for New Jersey. Good. Oh, Star, Star Search is better than any of these other stupid fucking shows they got on now where, like, you know, oh, like, yeah. jerk off, what's his name, like. You know the guy. I mean. New Jersey Star Search. dead now. What's his name? The guy who's he, dead. You remember I me? Mean? Like when they it was like the talent show with the the guy that nobody likes, the English guy. What's his name? Simon, Simon Cowell. Cowell? He's Simon alive. Cowell. He's still he's, alive. He's I thought he died. No, he's dead. Oh, oh, you're he's thinking of the original Jimmy Buff. That too, but 
I thought Simon Cowell had some kind of like health. Fucking no, thing. that was the he ran out of black buff. t-shirts. He ran out of V-neck black t-shirts or something. What happened? I don't know what the, the deal was. It was combustible. But yeah, dude, a, a Jersey focused star search. Brilliant. Oh, that would brilliant. be so great. Absolute keeper. Oh, it's like a New Jersey battle of the band. Just a New Jersey talent show every day. Hosted by Mario Cantone. Oh, oh bring yeah, him back. Bring him back. Host is, there, is there a slot somewhere if you could coerce him or have enough money for? Do you think you could bring Uncle Floyd back into town? <sighs> or do you think he probably had some sort of strife with, with WOR? I bet he had some fight with them in 1973. You know what I mean? I'm mad about it. Okay, Mike D, what's next? And what time are now, we up to? Uh, we're just rolling into 5.30 p.m. Okay. So okay. The, the dinner hour. I don't know what this show is. <laughs> It's called it's called That's Amore. <laughs> Whatever oh, it is, like, uh, we're keeping it. That must have been some kind of like family. Let me look it up. Drama. That's Amore. That was a reality it was show. About an Italian family that owned an Italian restaurant in Belleville, New Jersey. What year was this from, Mike T? This should be grandfather had a cobbler shop in the basement. I found a show from ninety two, ninety three. Starring someone named Luca Barbareschi. Vinny Babagaloop. That's Amore. Let me try. That. That's Amore. WR, what is this? <laughs> what is this show? <laughs> Wait, was it a Chuck Woolery based? Might have been I, a I, Chuck I, Woolery themed dating show. It, well, was it? Did it take the place of like Love Connection? Oh, uh, dude! If Chuck Bullery can be on this station, although isn't he a fucking was this like pre Blind Date? Remember Blind Date? Was that on Channel Nine? That was a great fucking show. Oh, that's Amore. Looks to have been a game show, a dating show. Yeah, we'll be we do need a, two, a New Jersey dating two. show. Yeah, a New Jersey dating show. Absolutely. We're gonna call it Goomba Connection. I think you should host it, Nick. Oh, I'm so oh, good at that. Dude. That we'll be back in actually no no though. nick you're the contestant every week every week <laughs> this is gonna be great <laughs> that's it ah. everyone else is here but you're this the contestant <laughs> i think oh, we have the right show if anybody listening out there remembers that's amore from wwr yeah, i think us. it's a dating show i found but dude a dating show where bonaduce is one of the contestants every week i would pretty love great. to be on love connection pretty great okay mike d what do we have next on the sketch uh, the Cosby Show. <laughs> Come on, we all laugh. loving it, man. All I can think of is like you know, <laughs> the doctor dropping fucking roofies and everybody's fucking. I gotta say, yeah, man. Over. Like, uh, like, nah, dude. Replace it with I Fresh have... Prince of Bel Air. Everybody loves that show. Oh yeah, it's true. Everybody fucking like loves that show, that. and it's still a strong representation of an African American family. You know what? Uncle, Fuck that shit. Bring Uncle back Phil. Silver Stoons. I want Silver Dude, Spoons in that fucking. Slot, Uncle okay? Phil could beat the shit out of Cliff Huxtable anyway. That's true. Bring it back. Maybe we just do that. But then right after that, we're going I, into Who's the Boss? Oh my God! Ooh, so like good. That. I like that. Which uh, anytime I think of Tony Danza, I do think of. Mike, do you remember that one of I, your college roommates? I do. The greatest story ever told. Are we allowed to tell it? I won't name the names. I I think we could. I think we could. We could tell. We this. know someone who has a story that it's alleges the, that during the blackout of New York City, Tony Danza grabbed another person 
claimed a homeless person had to be the son of Sam and that someone we know had a relative team up with Tony Danza who in a panic fought a homeless person thinking they were the son of Sam. Those are the bullet points, right? That's that's the basic know. outline of the story. But like the punchline is at the time our our friend's father, they were living in Queens and their downstairs neighbor was just a kind of down on his luck boxer who later on turned out to be Tony Danza, which makes the story even crazier. So he was just some lunatic who convinced our friend's father, you got to come down to the vestibule of the building. The son of Sam is in the vestibule. And they went down to the vestibule and mercilessly beat a homeless man because they were convinced he was the son of Sam. That man later went on to be the The lovable, the lovable scamp you, you never know when he's going to stick bottle caps on his shoes and do a shuffle. The whole premise Tony of that Danza. story was insane. All of it was nuts. I think we keep Who's the Boss? Definitely. Certainly over Perfect Strangers. It's still a great show. Yeah. Mike I'd D, watch it next? now. Uh, then after Who's the Boss, we get <clears throat> a double shot of Married with Children. Oh, a double shot of Married with Children I on just, Channel 9. I just started Yo. watching Married with Children again. It was prompted by an interview with um, the, the guy who played whatever, the father. and how Ed they, O'Neill, man. Show some yeah, respect. Ed O'Neill, like, exactly how they had, like, I forgot who they casted originally, and, like, it just didn't come off right. And he was talking about how, like, he was uh, channeling, like, <laughs> he was channeling his uncle, and it was like, you know, his life's falling apart. Like, geez, I'm a fucking shoe salesman like he'd come home and he's like hey the dog just died and I was like okay okay peg need to be sitting on the couch and like whatever but that was a great fucking show and if you watch it now it is so politically in it's horrifically correct. misogynistic that's oh. why I would say this here's what we do but it was so fun we keep okay. one episode for nostalgia we no longer do a double shot one episode for nostalgia and then the second half hour we give Andrea and Jody Berg County the half hour to do whatever they feel like, whether it rebuts it or not. We just have an ultra feminist half hour to cleanse the palate from the nostalgia of. of if they uh, get a half hour, do I get a half hour? Motherfucker, you're already the weatherman and on the dating show. But the, we we haven't even like there's like one half hour of like actual news on this station. You're already the weatherman and have, on the dating show every week, I want every episode. Five minutes in the morning to give you the weather and traffic. That's all. Oh, I'm we need. Do. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. you get to do the weather and traffic. We established that on the Patreon. Maybe Nick. You can take over the next show because now that we've reached 9 p.m. and kids are going to bed, it's time for the one and only Morton Downey Jr. That to make his show. I'm going to start smoking cigarettes again just for that I, show. I've said this one other time, but when I was about 11 or 12, so right around the age, I was at my grandmother's laying on the living room floor, turned the TV on to Channel 9, and I'm watching Morton Downey Jr., and my uncle comes wa- comes walking in and he looks comes over to me and he sits down. And he looks at I'll never forget this. He looks at me very, very seriously and he goes, Michael, I would rather you watch multiple hours of hardcore pornography than Morton Downey Jr. He's like, I really mean this. <laughs> I think I think uh, Morton Downey Jr. was like I think he had like fucking Nazi skinheads on before fucking Geraldo. Well, Dude, he, Morton Downey he also Richard Bay though. Which one do you pick? Well, Morton Downey is more entertaining than yeah, Richard Bay because yeah, he's but out Richard of his Bay court. felt more like a local guy. That's fine. There's there's room for both of them. 
You know what I mean? But well, like Morton Downey Jr. was, was kind of a scumbag. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. a bag. They were all scumbags. He Remember, like he wore to... like a dress shirt on. His fucking tie was like loose. He had smoking, yeah, smoking cigarettes. Like he was like he went to work and then he came and did this fucking show. He, he also went into the bathroom of Newark Airport, shaved his own head, and drew like swastikas on his head and claimed that he was like beaten That's and attacked right. by Nazis by Nazis oh, right, in the Newark right, right. Airport. Oh, the bathroom. good old days, man. The good old days. All right. What's after Morton? Da- I mean, we're not removing Morton Johnny from no, Channel he's Nine. He's well. News at ten coming up. Finally, we get a real, a real Ryan radio. Donahue on the desk. Nikki Bonaduce on the weather and traffic. It's cold. Weather and traffic. Yeah, absolutely. It's cold. So that's all our entire news. We just have weather, traffic, news. and no local slice of life news. stories. Only no. local news. Only local micro level local news. Fuck New Jersey twelve. We're gonna do it better. Yep. You got a garage sale? We'll cover it. Yeah, what used it, to yeah. happen late night on Channel 9? I mean, I remember late yeah, night who movies was, uh, and shit. But what, was that Arsenio Hall on Channel 9? So, uh, oh, that was hot at shit, one, they, they, so before Arsenio Hall, though, there was one a show in between, the Whoopi Goldberg oh, show. Oh, that was also I a great show. I don't remember. I, I do remember that at all. I do have a fondness for Whoopi Goldberg. I do. West Orange's finest. It was in the Wallen Park, yeah. Plus, she's fucking funny as hell. Let's That's keep all. Whoopi. I'll keep Whoopi. Yeah, man. Yeah, what I'm not gonna. I would. HBO I would want to invite like her back. Comic though. Relief. Do you remember Comic Relief with like her? Yeah. And that was Bob like Williams. they were epically fucking just funny motherfuckers. Dude, was Arsenio part of this? Is Arsenio coming up? Arsenio's next. That was dude. The show Whoopi's we bring, and Arsenio. Here's my oh. one thing. Bring back the Arsenio Hall show. Ooh, Arsenio ooh, still ooh. hosts. We only have, dude. How big would Arsenio be if he had all the same musical guests now that he had the if it's fucking leaders of the new school and fucking EPMD like get yeah, he was has, just so funny and like heavy he was, D and the boys dude, oh get them all would I was about to I'd say gangster rescue guru yeah dude, dude, we're bring back gangster. all the fucking nineties so good. It was so good. We're here, man. It's the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Bring back Arsenio with oh, all the original musical guests, man. And Arsenio is getting a full hour. Whoopi was just getting 30 minutes. Right. Arsenio getting the full Dude, hour. Yeah. I'm okay with that. He Bring back Tribe Called Quest. Have oh. Buster Rhymes do the Fife Dog parts. Dude. Do you remember he used to have one section of the crowd and it would be like labeled something every like show? Like these are people who like whatever. There was always like Arsenio Hall. There was like the regular crowd, and there was like one section of the crowd that was like, "These are people who believe that like cats can fly or some shit like that." Love it, Mike D. What follows Arsenio? That's Rush a- Limbaugh. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow, that was from, early oh, Rush. Hell of a transition. Oh, early from, Rush Limbaugh. Oh, he was. Yeah, I think he had Hall a different. I think he had a different like kind of like line he was carrying at the time. We have to go back and look at that. Listen, Rush Limbaugh's we- gone. If we want a political show, maybe we get our friend Matt Friedman from Politico to come in. Absolutely. Or, dude, maybe you give Pete Genovese a late night show. Late night eats with Pete. Late night eats with Uncle Pete. That'd probably be big now. What? Back then, it probably wouldn't have existed. But yeah, I mean, you know. I like late night eats with Pete. That would be, be a that. great show. Late night eats with it Pete. Had to, would you sure you don't want to? Local eats. Or maybe it's the the Chris Gethard political talk show, which oh. would kind of be hilarious. It's just me ranting about local local level politics. It's me talking about uh, town council races in Mendham and and uh, 
Basking Ridge and well, Mullica like, Hill. What's his name? Who used to do it on uh, on PBS? What's his name? I'm blanking right now. Uh, the famous. I might be able to put together a political roundup show, a nightly political local political roundup. Here's here's uh here's what's happening on the school board at Mount Holly. Just do it up. All right, and then what followed? Rush Limbaugh, a little Barney Miller. Oh, Barney Miller's gonna, great. Yeah, I, grew up I like Barney, Barney Miller. Miller. I watched a lot of Barney Miller. Or like maybe like uh, maybe bring back Head of the Class. You know what I mean? Slip Ooh. that in there for a little more modern. Barney, Barney Miller, Miller was a detective much. show, right? Right, but it yeah. might be like too weird for. But Head of the Class was like more modern. Remember I wouldn't mind the show where Don Finelli solved some crimes. I'll put that out there. Sure. Food crimes. Solving food crimes, yes. C- crimes against food. He goes around and uh, people who use cheap olive oil, people who don't season their pans, oh, man. people who clean their grill. Mm-hmm. You know where they end eight. up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Food crimes with Don Finelli. And then now we're getting into the real late night hours. The final, the final show. So we've got... This final show, and then it's paid programming, which I'm assuming is infomercials. Yeah. So Joe Franklin is coming on at one oh, thirty. Joe Franklin was fucking great. The best. Oh, he passed away, it. right? No, I thought he was like still alive. No, I think he passed away recently, though. Joe Franklin was great, but he was like involved in. He's always been on cutting edge. He shit. passed away 2015. Yeah. So yeah. So he's. <laughs> we can prop him up. <laughs> We do like a weekend at Bernie style thing where we prop up Joe Franklin and have him keep going. As long as he had a normal like embalming, he's probably. Dude, still there's a part of me that's like, who's the modern Joe Franklin? But I'm like, man, there's none. As long as he had a normal embalming, that's where you put Uncle Floyd if you can convince him. That's where you put Uncle. It's going to come down to fucking dollars and cents of that motherfucker. That's where the bulk of this station's budget has to go, man. It's yeah. Uncle Floyd. Like- well, I mean, since the rest of it's mostly reruns from 1990. We might be able to afford Uncle Floyd. Is that what you're saying? What a station it was. What a station it could be again. Yeah, man, for sure. A final plea to the people out there holding the license for WWR. How could nobody monetize this fucking thing? Let us have one day a week to program it for as a throwback. It will rise like a phoenix from the ashes. We will make it instantaneously popular in the tri-state area. It'll become a cult classic. You got our numbers. You call us up, man. Yeah. You call us up. We'll make it happen. Chaos will unfold in the most beautiful way. Kids will be raised right again in this goddamn That's tri-state goddamn area. right. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much, Mike D, for all the hard work. On yeah, this that was week. awesome, Mike D. And we should make sure that the broadcast signal reaches all the way to Egypt because we want to make sure that Bobby Goldbars can hear this on his flight from, from the country like Moses. Hey, everybody. How's it going? This is the voice of Carson Cobb, super producer and editor of this amazing project that we call New Jersey is the World here at New Jersey is the World in the home office of New Jersey is the World. I don't know if anybody remembers uh, this channel nine uh magic but i definitely remember uh my dad letting me watch the howard stern channel nine show after hours way too young or you know if you ask me probably just about the right age another note that i had about uh steam pipe alley if anybody needs 
something to compare Steam Pipe Alley to. Steam Pipe Alley was basically Pee Wee's Playhouse, but without any budget or art. <laughs> It was Pee-wee's Playhouse without money or any type of art direction. Like, Pee-wee's Playhouse, on paper, they were both just insane. But, you know, as an adult watching it now, you're like, oh, Pee-wee, uh, Paul Rubens, God rest his soul, had, like, <laughs> he was making art. And Mario Cantone... God bless him as well. An amazing stand-up comedian. And Steampipe Alley was amazing in its own right, but, you know, <laughs> no money, no artistic vision. Vision was the word I was looking for. And that, dear listener, was the difference. Hey, I'm not going to chew your ear all day on Channel 9 and the fact that I'm a 43-year-old man that's talking about TV that was on <laughs> way too long ago. The second most important part of this message is, if you would like to participate in New Jersey is the World, we encourage you to bang, bang, bang the line of the home office here at New Jersey is the World, 973-780-4660. That's 973-780-4660. And leave us a message in regards to any and all subject matter that you have heard on New Jersey is the World or that you have not yet heard. Do you have some crazy stories? about New Jersey specifically bang it 973-780-4660 now dear listener one more thing before we get out of here there will be a live show slash listener meetup at the Ghost Hawk Brewing Company in Clifton New Jersey that's 321 River Road in Clifton on Saturday Christmas Eve Eve December 23rd the doors are at 6 and there will be live entertainment by way of a band a band from Jersey City that is called CR and the Nuns, who I enjoy very much and invited them to come and spread some holiday cheer for you all. Doors are at 6, bands are at 7, there is no RSVP, there is no uh, guest list, <laughs> there's no cover. So, show up, enjoy some of New Jersey's uh, finest tunes as crafted by CR and the Nuns, as uh, dialed in to my PA by me inside of a building called the Ghost Talk Brewing Company, owned by a man uh, named Steve Bauer, who makes some of the finest in-house uh, brewed beer uh, that New Jersey has to offer. So come and enjoy everything. It's all there for you. Doors at 6, bands at 7, and beer is pouring till close. So come on down and hang, baby. That's all I got for you. You guys have a great week. Uh, we hope to hear from you on the line very soon you will be hearing from us sooner than later everybody have a lovely week peace <laughs>